Welcome back to another episode of Chosen, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel watch-through podcast. I am the watcher of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through her first ever viewing. My name is Mel B. And this week, I am joined by my smashed Slayer, Marissa. (laughs) Mel, this week did some things to me. Yeah, I, I figured from the title of your email. What did I just watch? Yes. I, let's talk. Let's talk Buffy. Let's start. Oh, with it. What did you just watch? I, I, I watched Smashed, and then we have the uh, Lullaby, I think that was called. I think that's what it was. Yep. I think that was what I was asking, what did I just watch? Because I was. I was. Uh, I, I had feelings. That I didn't think I would have. Oh. About both of these episodes, kind of. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we, uh, we start with Buffy patrolling. Uh, we get... After a big recap. Right. (laughs) Yeah, we get a recap of Amy turning into a rat, the idiots that want to take over Sunnydale, and the fact that Giles is leaving. Or has left. Yep. Yep. But yeah, um, Buffy is patrolling and comes across some regular old criminals that are robbing. I love it. She's. I love how she's like. I haven't had one of these in ages. Oh, are you gonna charge me? Please charge me. It'll be funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um. She could seriously injure those guys, though. To be honest. Eh. She could. And then Spike tries to get in the mix, but he ends up hurting himself because uh, they're humans. Because <laughs> I love them doing things like that, like reminding us of the chip very early on, going, mm-hmm. hey, don't forget he's got this painful chip. Can't hurt a human. Mm-hmm. And I do like how he's <laughs> like, you'd think the government would let me beat up on criminals. <laughs> you'd think. Yeah, apparently not. No. Um, no vigilante justice. Yeah, but he tries to be like, um, we should hook up and stuff because you kissed me more than once. Yeah, she's like, that was one time. Twice. <laughs> yes, twice. And um, he calls her a tease and gets all mad. Yep. And she walks away. He calls her pet, which that. I kind of actually like. I like when people call other people pet. Oh. I just like I that. love pet. It's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite terms of endearment. Yes. Um, and then we get uh, Willow talking to Amy the rat about how she doesn't know how to change her back. Um, yeah. Didn't she turn her back once, like real briefly in the background of a scene? Yeah, she did. That was... Um... In something blue when was she, it? yeah, can't control her magic. Gotcha. Okay. Because I thought there was, like, one brief moment of, uh, you know, naked Amy. And that was about it. Yep. So she's like, yep. hey, I can summon things can... now, so let me summon whatever will help Amy turn back into a human. Clever. Yep. And she uh, reads this spell, and ta-da! Amy's back and totally traumatized. So that's good. Well, yeah. 
She's been a rat for three years. I I don't think I realized it had been that long, but they have been out of high school for a while. Yep. They finished high school in season three. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the uh, the guys that want to take over Sunnydale. One of them does a whole Mission Impossible thing to try to get this really expensive gem from this... Diamond. Yeah, from this museum. Yeah, but there's no real big um, security at this museum because it's in Sunnydale. They have Rusty the security guard. He's a big deal. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you'd think they would have more security, especially if they had something so valuable. But... um, I think so. Yeah, but they end up uh, using their freeze gun to freeze Rusty, and that's not good. It's not cool. Yeah, that was really mean. And they're like, he'll thaw out a day or two. And Jonathan's <laughs> arm is... Um, Completely covered in ice, yeah. Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, quick question. Was the chick that played Amy now the same chick that played Amy before? I knew you were going to ask, and I was going to look it up, and I'm 99% sure it's the same one. They, look very, they look very similar. I would be very surprised if they weren't the I'm same 99, person. Yeah, 99.99% sure it's okay. the same actress. Okay. Then I don't need you to look it up. I trust you. Yeah, um, it is. It is her. <laughs> yeah, but her and Willow seem to get along great because they're both into really using magic all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time for everything, no matter what. Yeah, and she's just like, it felt like I was, I was in that cage for weeks. Like I'm sure I'll be able to get back <laughs> into the swing of things, and I really hope that Larry asks me to the prom. And Willow's <laughs> like, um, three, three things. things. <laughs> One, Larry's gay. Two, Larry's dead. And three, high school's kind of over. <laughs> Yeah. I miss Larry. He was kind of the best. <laughs> do you remember Larry really? <laughs> I do. He was the one that was being Romaine to Xander, but then they were like, oh, he's gay. He's the best. So Yeah, and he thought and he thought Xander was gay for a time. I thought Xander was coming out to him at one stage. Yeah, so he came out to him and then he was like, Oh, no, this wasn't what this is. <laughs> uh um but yeah, Buffy comes home and she's like, she's talking to Willow. She goes, are you okay? She goes, I'm good. Not parades and cotton candy, but good. <laughs> and then Amy comes out of the bathroom and uh, Buffy's oh, like, hey, Tara. She interrupts the conversation. She does. A- Amy actually interrupted a conversation where Buffy was going to tell Willow about her and Spike. Yes. She was going to talk to somebody because she thinks she's going insane. Yep. But then Amy comes in and ruins the moment. Yeah. She goes, hey, Tara. Amy? How have you been? Rat, how about you? Dead. Oh. (laughs) I loved it. And then Amy Amy clarifies about the giant snake and then just kind of wanders off. Um, Isn't there a book called... When you give a rat a cookie, or is it a mouse a cookie? I don't know. I've never heard of it. 
it's because she asks for a cookie, and it's like you give them. It's either a rat or a mouse. I'm gonna have to look it up. It's like if you give a rat a cookie, they'll ask for a glass of milk, and if you give the, a glass of milk, it'll ask for something else. Um, if you give a mouse a cookie, okay. She could have been a mouse. We always call her a rat, <laughs> but she could have been a mouse. Anyway, um, don't give a mouse a cookie is the moral of the story. Um, and she, She's definitely a rat or a mouse. They had different things. Well, what's the difference? Uh, lots of things starting with size, um, habits, uh, just, how they I, live. I just, like I think I heard from some movie that rats are outside, mice are inside. But if a rat comes inside, is it a mouse? And if a mouse goes outside, is it a rat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But um, I used to have pet rats. I know. And uh, rats, kill, rats kill mice, so they're not friends. Oh, that's no good. Um, um, my, friend, this- my friend had pet rats, and they were adorable. They were named Mary and Pippin, and then they got Arwen, and then they, then they got Arwen and Freya. It was very exciting, but now they're all dead. But you didn't know the references back then, did you? I did. I did know the name. Yeah, I knew what they were. I hadn't read Lord of the Rings, but who doesn't know them just from references in life? I want to find, I want to find someone who's never read it or seen it. You want to do a Tales with them? Do you have time for oh, another I've, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I will find time for this one. Okay. Well, let me let I me do some re- let me do some reconnaissance, and I'll get back to you. And if I find anybody, or if any of our listeners want to do that, uh, hit us up. Me, hit me up. Uh, M M Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah, G- give out the email. Yeah. And and we will we will totally get talking because that would be hella fun. But like I suppose it'd be you'd only be hoping like everybody knows it. It is the father of modern fantasy so you'll just be hoping for someone who is distracted enough from it that they don't know the inner workings like everybody knows like Frodo and I'm sure everyone knows what happens at the end kind of thing sure I didn't until I read it far out I missed an opportunity with you you did you messed up Damn it, Mel. Anyway, back to Buffy, if we could. Um, Can I just say what I was going to say about rats before you told me about the Mary and Pippin rats? Um, One of the groups I used to be in told a story about um, how they had these two pet rats who were, like, super chill, like, really cool, and they had a mouse infestation in the house. And one day a mouse got brave and got in the rat cage, and they woke up the next boy to just find bits of fur and blood. That was they, all that was left of the mouse. They didn't make it out. <laughs> nope. They thought, ooh, free food in this cage. Oh. Didn't notice the two rats who were like, what's this coming into our home? Oh, gross. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Anyways, yes. so Amy wants ra- is offered crackers, but not cheese. Yes, but she there's there's cookies downstairs, so she's going to get some cookies. And Willow's like, it's nice to have a magically inclined friend around. It's like, oh, one that doesn't shy away from using magic, you mean? Hmm, interesting. 
So um, she's like, so what did you want to tell me? And Buffy's like, nothing. The fact that Amy is back overshadows anything I would ever want to say. <laughs> she really didn't want to talk about it, to be honest. She no, lost her mojo. That's the opportunity. Yeah, she had that one moment of motivation to tell, and it was ruined. Yep. Did you Damn it, Amy. You, you ruined it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so she goes downstairs, and Amy is watching TV and eating cookies. And they're just like... She's like, things have changed, and it's all weird. The fact that people are dead, and the school got blown up, and there was a giant snake. Like, things are things are weird now, and people are getting frozen. She goes, what do you mean? And they turn on the news, and there was someone that was frozen inside of a museum. Dun-dun-dun. Yep. So and she goes to check it out. She's too short. I understand her struggle. And so she pushes to the front. I know. Mm-hmm. She pushes to the front of the thing, and she's just like, hmm, this is strange. I can't get through this police uh, tape, so I'll go around the back and try to find out what's what. <laughs> but you know who's there? Yep. Spike's always so there. Spike. Um, My little Spike. Okay, so I have a hot take. She is mm-hmm. stringing him along. Mm-hmm. She hasn't it's killed. Like... She hasn't killed him yet. She tells him to stay away, but then isn't sad and isn't upset when he comes back around, or she seeks him out, and she kisses him and then tells him she will never do it again, but then does it again. Yep. And basically, he's like, "You need to figure out what the hell you're doing, and then let me in on the whatever it is because." That's wrong. He's not wrong. Yep. Um, nope. He's got a good point. Yeah. I I don't appreciate how she's treating him, but then he also treats her like crap, so it's all good. Anyway. Um, so she goes, you do know that the last time we kissed, I was thinking about Giles. He goes, I always <laughs> wondered about you two. <laughs> I was like, ew. Yes. <laughs> No, not going that way. No. And she's like, no, I was depressed because he left, and it wasn't about you, it was about me trying to make myself feel better. I was like, oh, damn. And uh, she's just like, you're terrible. He goes, a man can change. She goes, you aren't a man, you're a thing. So they get into a fight. She punches him in the face. He punches her back. And for a second, nothing happens, but then he goes to grab his head. I was like, oh, I thought he wasn't going to have pain for a second. Hmm. Mm. Then she's just like, stay away from me. And uh, then he gets this real weird look on his face. It's like a smile slash smirk slash sexy look. It's very strange. I'm intrigued. (laughs) I I call it the drawn smirk because he's kind of smirky by sucking his cheeks in. Um, yeah, and the ominous music plays. Yes, it's no good. <laughs> something's, something's up. Um, but yeah. we have Spike lurking, um, and he follows this girl into an alley, and he does the whole bad guy speech 
about how he was a killer and now he's a killer again and she doesn't think that I have it in me, but I do and you never forget how to kill somebody. I guess it's like riding a bike. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, because he, he vamp faces and I'm like, oh, so he can now? But then he gets pain when he goes to bite her and she runs away and he's just like, yeah. what? is going on because mm. he did not have pain with Buffy. He was faking it. <sighs> yep. So I still had questions at this point, but we find out later what's going on. Um, we go to Tara hanging out with Dawn because Tara is like an aunt to, to, to Dawn and she needs it. And I'm here for it. She's just like, you know I care about you, and you know I'm always going to be there for you, even if me and Willow aren't together anymore, and I just need you to know that. She goes, I know. It's fine. That was my Don impression. How was that? <laughs> it was pretty good. You got the little pictures right. Okay, good. That's all I was going for. Um, but Tara's like, well, just, you know... I love Willow, and I still do, but something, like, things just get in the way. I was like, magic got in the way. That's what happened. But anyway, we are back to the magic box, and it's annoying that Giles thinks that just because he owns something, it means it's his property. I so know. How rude. <laughs> yeah. Just because he's got this... He's got this thing where owning a book means it's his property. Okay, Anya, I got you. Um, but they're but trying don't touch to Anya's money. Just no hypocrisy here. Exactly. Um, so Willow is like, we need to look up things quicker than looking in books for some demon that can turn people into ice. She pulls out her laptop, and I was like, whoa, she's going to do some hacking, except not. She uses magic instead. Okay. Yeah. And I was so proud of her when they thought she was going to hack. Uh-huh. They were like, oh, you're getting back into... No, that didn't happen. Um, no. So basically Anya's like, um, all the... Uh, she says this, that, and the other, and she goes, and everyone's scared to say anything to you except for me. Okay. It's just like... You broke up with Tara because you're using too much magic, and now instead of not using as much magic, you're using more magic, and it's really not good for you. Yep. And everyone's afraid to talk to her about the fact that Tara left, except for Anya, because Anya doesn't care. She does the thing. Anya's got a filter, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Everyone needed Anya just to tell them they're being stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I expected Amy to be more rat-like. Than she was. You expected me to pedigree? I did, to be honest. But they're like, oh, let's not leave her alone for too long because she could do ratty things. Okay. <laughs> she might chew through the walls. <laughs> <laughs> she could. Could happen. Um, or chew through the TV cable. Mm-hmm. Um... We have the guys that want to take over Sunnydale, and they're talking about the, you know, the diamond that they stole, and bigger is better, I guess. Um, and Spike comes in, and he needs to talk to yeah. Robot Guy. Oh, what the? 
hell is his name? Warren. Warren. I was almost there. Warren. No, I wasn't. Um, so he's Call like... Wayne, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, so he's just like, um, you need to look at this chip in my head and figure out what's going on because I don't know what's going on. And either you do this for me or Mr. Fett over here gets the axe. He's going to break off the head of Boba Fett, the little action figure they have there. Yep. He obviously doesn't not really know Star Wars because he, he knows Yoda because he called Angel all the way back in season two, my Yoda. Yes. But he has to look to see what the name of the figurine is. <laughs> it's Mr. Fett to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he, he tr- like, Warren tries to call Spike on his bluff and Spike's like, no, I'll really break off the head of this stupid little figurine. And no, I'm not going to owe you. You're going to do what I say or I'm going to kill you. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we can use him to find information on Buffy and all this stuff. And he's just nope. like, no. That's not how nope. it works. Spike calls the shots here, guys. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Um, so, um, we go back to Summer's household and Amy is talking to Willow, and she's like, I want to go out and do stuff. And she goes, don't you think you should, like, talk to your dad? And she goes, no, because there would be a lot of questions, like, where I've been for the last three years. She goes, I kind of just want to make him forget about what happened. And Willow's like, I can make that happen, but you might want to write your name in your uh, clothing first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in, ca- in case everyone else loses their memory as well. Um, yep, then you get the right name. Yeah, and then Amy's, like, super harsh. She's like, what, Willow, you want to sit at home alone like you did in high school? You don't want to go out? I was like, well, that's not nice. <laughs> um, so they're going to go out, probably to the bronze, because that's the only place we have to go around here. Um, yep. And we go back to well, the... Why build another set? Why build another set? <laughs> build another set? <laughs> they could just rename it. It doesn't always have to be the bronze. It could be something else that isn't the same set as the bronze. Yeah, but the bronze has its, like, catwalk and all those iconic things. So I'd have to make sure you can't say any of that. I'd have to rearrange things, because people would recognize it and just assume it's the bronze anyway. Yeah, I probably would. I think the one time they were in the... Oh, the one that opened up um, where we met Warren and the uh, April bot, I thought that was the bronze, and apparently it wasn't. It was a house, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know anything. Anyway, um, so we go back to the guys that want to take over Sunnydale and Spike. Did I call... I called them something before. The losers? I'll call them losers now. They're the worst. Yeah. Um... So they're like, uh, we got the scans done, and um, so uh, Spike takes the readings, and he goes, help me out here, Spock. I don't speak loser. And so basically Warren's (laughs) like, there's nothing wrong with your chip. It's working exactly the same way it always has. He goes, are you screwing with me? And he goes, no, I don't even know what this is actually supposed to do, so why would I lie? (laughs) Fair enough. He's got a point. Yeah. And he's just like, 
so it's fine. So that means there's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with her. I have, I had questions galore about how yep. this was a thing. Um, well, it probably is. Yep. Uh, Tara takes Dawn home and she's like, well, I'll just leave you here. You're probably fine. She goes, well, no, it's it's dark outside and I don't want to be alone by myself. And uh, I guess I'll just watch TV. I guess that's fine. <laughs> So manipulative, Dawn. Oh yeah. Well, she said she's a child, so she has to be. Um, but basically, Tara's like, yeah. "I will stay until everyone gets back, and then I'm leaving." She's like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> um, is the band at the Bronze a real band? Uh, yes, they always are. Ex- I'm pretty sure they always are, except when it's Dingo Ate My Baby. I mean, I figured, but you know, whatever. Um. We have Willow and Amy randomly playing magic pool in front of people. They don't give a fuck. They give zero fucks. They don't have the mystery of magic. (laughs) And they're not underage, so it wouldn't really matter anyway. Um, But yeah, so she's talking about the fact that Xander is getting, Xander is engaged and how Anya is so his type because she's a, you know, a demon, a vengeance demon from way back. So yeah. Um, These two creepy guys come over um, and start hitting on Amy and she just turns to Will and she's like, I'm going to go dance. Do you want to (laughs) come? Yeah, well, it's like, no, no, it's fine. You go dance, and I'm just going to stay over here. She goes, well, no, I'm pretty sure we can find someone for you. And she sees this girl hitting on this other girl, and so she snaps her fingers. And the brunette gets up and comes over to Will, and she's like, hi. And Will's like, I like your shirt. It's nice. (laughs) And she's like, I'm really not into this because I just broke up with my girlfriend, so could you not? And she goes, okay, that's fine, and snaps her fingers, and the girl goes back. (laughs) Yeah. If only and it were that easy to get people to away. like you. <laughs> yeah. I know. But having said that, that's so shallow. Oh, it is. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Amy goes off to dance with some boys. You know, two guys on her first night out after being a rat for years, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they turn out to be creeps. Yeah, they're just like, oh, you got us all worked out from dancing with us, and now you owe us something. Nope. So... They want to dance, and so Amy and Willow snap their fingers and put them into cages where they're just dancing like um, exotic male dancers. Yeah, but they look so distressed, but they can't stop dancing. It is very... I think it would be... Well, it's kind of like the musical episode where you couldn't stop dancing, so you just burned up. That's a problem. Anyway. Um... We go back to the magic box, and Xander has figured it out. He solved the mystery, mm-hmm. except that that's a D&D manual. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anya's like, that's a D&D manual, dear. He goes, are you sure? She goes, yeah. Um, so they're trying to figure out what this thing is. And they, they're not having any luck, whatever's freezing these people. And they were thinking that maybe the the freeze demon ate diamonds. And so 
Um, Buffy yeah. goes, well, maybe he doesn't eat diamonds. Maybe he just thinks they're pretty. And she just goes, we suck at this. <laughs> We're not doing any good. But they get a they get a call at the magic box. Oh, no, no, no. First they discuss that yeah. um, good people are so used to being good all the time that when they're bad, they get a taste for it and they go full tilt boogie. And that's what's happening to Willow. Yeah. Yeah, and Anya's pretty much like, it's going to be difficult to bring her back. We all know she was abusing magic, and that's why Tara left. Yeah, and Xander's like, Tara wasn't the only one that was worried and that thought it was a bad idea. We all do. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Um, But then, we have Spike calling Buffy. And he goes... (laughs) Slayer. she goes who is this (laughs) she goes spike he goes yeah bloody hell yes it's spike (laughs) i just okay my dad does this thing because um he makes jokes like if he'll talk to like one time he was on the phone with somebody and my mom goes, oh, hand the phone to me. I want to talk to them about something. He goes, wouldn't it be funny if the person, when I got back on the phone with them, was like, who was that? Just my dad always says that. It makes me laugh. That's what so this made me think of. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> is this Spike? Why are you calling me on the phone? This doesn't happen. Um, and so Captain Peroxide wants her to meet him at the um, cemetery in like 20 minutes. She goes, I don't take orders from you, well, and you I'm not coming. What? <laughs> yes, I love that you call him Captain Peroxide. It was so good. It's so, it just, it makes sense. Um, and so, is this where we get, um, oh no, this is later. We get um, the Scooby, the uh, Anya, Xander, Buffy walking out of the magic box, they're like, well, we'll have a fresh start tomorrow, and blah, blah, blah. Optimism. I remember optimism. That everything's going to work out. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, Buffy is walking home, and Spike shows up. And he's like, yep. um, you didn't show up like you were supposed to. She goes, what are you going to do about it? She goes, Spike, get out of my way or I'm going to have to hurt you. He goes, go ahead. So she punches him in the face and he punches her back. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, like, hit him first. Well, she did hit him first. But he just goes, ow, the pain. So, um, Buffy came back wrong. She's not quite as human as when she left. I don't know how that happens. Yep. I don't understand. Do um, do she's get... just coming. The explanation, I believe, is, you know, she died as she was meant to, and now she's being brought back. And by being brought back, she's not quite human. Because, you know, humans aren't meant to come back to life after they die. But she did this before she died and came back. She's been dead before. That was different. She was she was resuscitated. She wasn't brought back with magic the first time. Okay. So her first death 
was season one, she drowned. And Xander found her, pulled her out, and resuscitated her. Because Angel can't use air. Yes. <laughs> Which never made sense to me. Correct. Apparently, uh, apparently they don't breathe, but they seem to do a lot of panting and other things. <laughs> <laughs> we find out next uh, in, the, in the Angel thinking. episode that they don't breathe, so that's good. <laughs> they seem to do a lot of panting and other things that cause that need breath. Okay. Got you. Um, so Buffy and Spike are fighting back and forth while uh, Amy and Willow are causing chaos at the bronze by just like changing everything until they get bored and then changing it back. Yeah. Yeah. Bit crazy. <laughs> um, so I don't. Okay. You know, I love me some Spike, but I don't love Spike when he's being yep. mean to Buffy, which he was totally being mean to her. He was. Um, but do you just, not saying he's in the right, but do you acknowledge he's, her meanness to him? Well, you did. You brought it up. Yeah. About I'm not her. saying it's yeah, unwarranted. Not him at all. Right. But I understand where he's coming from because she's kind of been a bitch to him. Yeah. And when I say kind of, I mean totally been a bitch to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, But... Okay, I ran across something and I really wanted to read it, but then I didn't because I knew you'd be mad at me. It was like the problematic um, relationships in popular TV media and Spike and Buffy was one of them. But I didn't read it. <laughs> I wanted to so Good bad girl. and then act like I didn't read it, but then I, I can't I can't lie to you. I didn't read I read everything else. There was like uh, stuff from Saved by the Bell and like Gossip Girl, so... But yeah, so there's a, there's some article out there talking about how problematic their relationship is. So seek that out, people. Well, um, look, I was gonna say, well, look at this. Can you can you like oh, disagree? Yeah. Looking at this, oh, it's totally problematic. The whole thing makes no sense. But I was surprised that it was <laughs> Spike and Buffy's relationship is complicated or bad when they didn't say that about Angel and Buffy. Because that was also problematic. Yeah. But this is more problematic. This is more abusive than the Angel and Buffy thing was. She should know better <laughs> by now. But um, so they're in they this old house, and they're like fighting back yeah. and forth. And he goes, "You know, I'm in love with you, right?" And I was like, "If you were really in love with her, you wouldn't be acting like this to her and making like picking at her and being mean. You just wouldn't." But, um, yeah, I was going to say, so this scene in the house, so many injuries, Jay, Jay's master's stunt double knocked himself out when <gasps> they fell through the floor. Oh my goodness. Um, the, stunt, the stunt coordinator, uh, was demonstrating how Spike would swing from the chandelier. The chandelier broke. He fell seven <gasps> feet with the chandelier landing on his face, <gasps> breaking his nose. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. It w and there's also there's also a longer version of the lovemaking scene that was cut, but is still able to be found online. Oh, I'm about to about to look that up real quick after we're done recording. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I look it up and find it for you. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, so I don't accidentally click on something and then everything's ruined. Um, so. 
we get the Spike and Buffy fighting back and forth and this whole house is like falling apart around them and then they start kissing and making out and then at one point they're making out and he lifts her up and we hear a zipper go down and then all of a sudden they're having sex. Yeah. I always thought that's really unrealistic to have that happen that way. But okay. I guess that's fine. Was she wearing a skirt? Is that what we're supposed to assume from that? I can't remember. Uh, no, I think she was in pants. Then like, how did she get? Question. How did she get her one leg out? All you need is one leg out of those pants, but that seems very complicated. The uh, the logistics <laughs> don't work. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I've never tried to have intercourse in that way. Um, I don't know how successful it would be. Okay, the but guy. Hey, the they guy... seem to think it would work. Okay, the guy putting his zipper down, that being the only thing that he does, makes logistical sense. But a girl kind of needs to get her yeah. one leg out of the pants for that to work. At least yeah. I assume? Unless, um, uh, yeah, like, you, unless she's, like, really, really, really high set. <laughs> but that's just weird. Really, really, and I don't really think high, set. high set. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. That's funny. But, um, yeah, so they start banging, and they fall through the floor, and then they're still banging, just staring at each other, and it was hot. And I'm here for it, and I told all of you. Thank you very much. (laughs) I I told you all. I told you it would happen, and it happened, and hallelujah. It happened, and it happened again, and... It's going to keep happening. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Yep. Ta-da. Ta-da. Um, I'm just quickly having a look through and see if there's any cool, other cool facts we want to share. Okay. Uh, mm, uh, there's a whole thing about which figurine of Boba Fett they used, and I don't really care. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, so, international titles. Mm-hmm. Misconducts, Old Enemies, New Friends. Those are lame. I know, right? Who was who? German was Old Enemies, New Friends. French were Misconducts. So what's the point... Of the title smashed. I can't tell you quite yet. Well, I know next week there's a thing going on. Does it all have to do with each other? Never mind. Um, I won't ask. No, no, fine. It's it's, it's fine. I'll tell you. So the three, there's three consecutive episode titles. So smashed, wrecked, and the next episode. And they're all euphemisms for being drunk or under the influence of narcotics. Oh, so it's like in reference to Willow. Got it. Could be. Yep. So what did you rate this episode? Okay. I really enjoyed this episode. It was kind of lighthearted, but that kind of not and kind of fun. I really, really liked it, and I gave it Mm -hmm. 
a nine and a half, and I'm not sure why it's not a ten. Okay. Because, yeah, I gave it a ten. Yeah? I don't know why. Maybe the, the, the dudes the dudes that want to take over Sunnydale just kind of, they're kind of lame. So maybe that was part of it. <laughs> I don't like them at all. No. That's fair. Um, Jonathan is so moment. freaking whiny, and I cannot, I can't stand it. Jonathan or Andrew? Both. <laughs> actually, now that you mention it, yeah, Warren is the only guy that could actually. Warren is the only guy that could actually take over Sunnydale. <laughs> yeah, he he seems pretty. What's the word I'm looking for? With it, I like the other two. <laughs> Competent, thank you. Words, um, words. So, favorite moment. Um, I know everyone's gonna expect me to say the Buffy and Spike finally hooking up thing, but I liked the exchange between. I mean, I liked the beginning of when Amy came back, but I especially liked the interaction between her and Buffy, where Buffy goes, "How have you been, rat?" How about you? Dead. Oh. <laughs> it just made me laugh. That was and... mine. I, I did expect you to say really? Buffy and Spike. Oh. And my favorite moment was that interaction. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. High five. That's funny. Virtual oh. high five. We'll high five in real life when we see each other. Woo-hoo. Which, just quickly, for the people listening, when this episode drops, I will be in America. Woohoo! Woohoo! I won't be with Marissa as of yet. I would be in Niagara Falls. Yeah, that sounds about right. So are you bringing your laptop? No. So how are you posting the episode? Uh, There's this great scheduling thing, and I can schedule them in advance. Is that what you've been doing? Yeah, I've been doing um, (laughs) editing a few episodes at a time because we're behind. What? I edit a few episodes at a time, and then I upload two. Nice. So I'm covered for the next week if something happens and I'm delayed. I appreciate you. And yeah, and they just I just, I just schedule them and they upload when I want them to. Fancy. Instead of trying to remember to upload them. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, it works quite well. Very good. Very good. Uh, character shout out. Amy, because she's finally a human again. That's fair. Mine's Spike, because he can fight back. And bang, apparently. And bang. They've always been out of bang. Well, yes. But they actually overcame whatever hump it was that was preventing (laughs) them from banging before. Yep. Yep. Cool. So next episode is called Wrecked. Um... They're going to have to, Buffy and Spike are going to have to figure this whole thing out. Um, the fact that they banged is kind of a big deal. And um, they're going to have to, you know, figure that whole thing out. They're probably going to be banging more. So I'm excited about that possibility. Um, and Willow's going to be getting dragged deeper and deeper into this whole magic thing with Amy. Yep. That's going to be a problem. You think she might be a magic addict? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I saw a fake like 
stupid reference thing. It's all good. Mm-hmm. The, the kid, I fed, so just before we started recording, I fed the kitten because I thought, you know, I feed him, he'll call up and go to sleep somewhere. Nope. And he's been dead silent and I don't know where he is until now. He's running circles and keeps running over my foot with his claw out. Oh, that's it's very helpful. Comfortable. He is very cute but very annoying. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, shall we move on to Angel? I think that's a good idea. Ooh, it's very scary. Ooh, and we're going to sing a lullaby. Yep, no recap. (laughs) Oh, good for you. Yeah, there's no recap. Holt's all in in this bitch, and he's uh, he has two of his goons, uh, like not chain up Angel, but kind of. And he's just like, I've waited. I've been sleeping. What? Hmm? It's fine. I, I was just saying that they've got him restrained. Yes. Um, but he's just like, I've been sleeping for 200 years waiting for this day to kill you. And he goes, that would explain why you look so well rested. <laughs> Angel can't help himself, but makes stupid comments. Hmm? I said, no, he can't. <sighs> Man. I think we have a bit of a delay. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, well. Um, I don't think justice looks like this. Because Holtz was like, this is justice for what you did. And I'm like, hmm. Justice for making... Well, eventually we find out that just it's justice for uh, Holtz having to kill his own daughter. So this is what this justice looks like, apparently. I don't agree. What do you think justice should look like? I don't know. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm just good at You're saying... Like, I, I didn't go to law school. No. Aren't you going to law school, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what... what but, is um, you don't know either. Australia is very, very anti-death penalty. Well, we're starting to go that way, too. There are several states that have outlawed the death penalty. So we're getting, we're getting there. Getting there. Um, so we go outside with AI and Darla, and basically Gunn's like, we could really use some Vaseline in the catcher's mitt, because the baby's coming whether we like it or not, and we're not going to get to a hospital. <laughs> and basically, um, Wes is like... <laughs> Sorry, Vaseline. <laughs> yeah, because this baby's, baby's on his way. Um, and so basically... Wes is like, you know, Darla, I know that you're in pain, but what you need to do is breathe. And he starts telling her how she's supposed to breathe. She goes, I don't breathe. And then, like, (laughs) pushes them all away and then starts crying because she's scared. I understand. Whole thing. Um, Yeah, that's pretty rough. mm Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we get flashback, and Holtz is writing to his family, his family home, and he was too late to save his wife. But then his daughter is there randomly, and I was like, mm. "What?" 
But then we see that she has a bite on her neck, and I was like, they changed her, didn't they? Turns out, yeah. Yep. Well, they had a message. They had a message to give. Yep. What that message was, no one's really sure. Um, so we have Wolfram and Hart. Um, basically, it's Lila and Gavin meeting with that dude. Don't remember his name. Um, yeah. You I'm actually having a bond blank. It's okay. I'm um, having a mind blank. <laughs> but basically, he's like, um, we're going to blame everything on you two, because I was never here, and this is all your fault if all of our dudes are dead inside of AI. Fair. <laughs> that, that works out. Um, and Gavin, uh, after the guy leaves, Gavin goes, they're going to crucify us. And uh, Lila goes, they don't crucify here. It's too Christian. She walks away. It's pretty <laughs> Um, But we go back to Holtz, and he's just like, yeah, if you're here, that means Darla is not far behind. Uh, good assumption, and for once true. Yes. <laughs> but not in the way he thinks. <laughs> She's no longer following him around. She just happens to be around. Well, I think he followed her around more than she followed him around, just to be fair. He was kind of a puppy, to be honest. Yep. Um, and so basically they're talking about revenge and how it's apparently the best. And Angel's like, what did you have to give up to be here now? He goes, give up? I had nothing to give up. You saw to that. Mm-hmm. Not, not untrue. Yep. Um, go back outside and they're trying to wake up Wesley and Gun goes, smack him again. <laughs> Max him. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> So, it worked. yeah, they wake him up and they go over to Darla and they're like, we understand the hormones are making you crazy right now. And we're all going to sit in the front seat because there's water back there and we don't trust you. So we're going to get out of here. But there are demons afoot. So, yeah. I thought yep, it was so a the demons. Yeah, I thought it was the guys that wanted to worship the baby, but then it wasn't. It was Holtz's lackeys yep um lila shows up as holtz is getting ready to kill angel and she's kind of into it she's like hmm, i can get behind this <laughs> and he's like you deal in man's laws i deal in god's she goes i don't care about laws <laughs> i kind of <laughs> just do what i want not untrue yep. <laughs> it's just like I'm a lawyer. Not law doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about that nonsense. Um, so Angel gets a hold of a uh, grenade and uses it to blow himself through a door. Was it the elevator? Um, no, I think it was just like a door. Okay, because <laughs> it left an angel-shaped hole in the door, and it was kind of hilarious to me. I know, so cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, so poor screwed up Darla ends up running over these punks, uh, outside in the alley and getting away. Mm -hmm. And Angel comes out and he's standing behind AI and he goes, what are we looking at? 
It's so cartoony and it's kind of like it's amusing, but it's also really a bit of a tone break, isn't it? Like well, from everything else going on, just this gets, cartoony. Well, it gets so dark. They needed yeah, this. Yeah, it does. It gets so dark yeah. at the end. Uh, and not just in color, because it was also dark in color. Um, so Fred gets all sciencey speaking about something or other. Um, yep. And she's she was on to something, and I'm not really sure what that something was. Because I didn't write any of it down. They're talking about maybe um, the thing that is supposed to destroy the world isn't actually the baby. Maybe it's Holtz. Maybe the baby is supposed to save everything. I don't know. But she wants to know if they thought of a name yet. <laughs> That's important. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, They've really figured out that... The baby isn't the darkness. The baby just kind of seems to be happening and Holtz is likely the darkness. Yes. He's going to destroy the world. Um, We have, oh, Darla's, not Darla, Lila steals all of the the scrolls and stuff that they were supposed to be in there getting and takes them to this uh, translator dude. He's super jealous that another person was translating something before him, but the notes are very helpful. And he goes, this should be fun. And she goes, no, it shouldn't be fun. It should be done by morning or I'll have your entire family killed. Well, that's fun when you get people to do what you want. Definitely. Um, I guess. I've never seen it. I I don't know if I've got the right influence to be able to do stuff like that without, you know, ending up in prison. Yeah, probably not. I always think of, like, if I were to convince someone to do something illegal for me, but then I would always get blamed for it, so it doesn't really work out for me. Not that I would actually want anyone to do something illegal for me, but if I were to, I would never get away with it. I don't know how people get away with, like, big crimes. I know. Like, being a huge true crime fan, I do have a theory on the murder. But I'm never going to test it out because I don't want to go to jail. Exactly. I love true crime. I listen to a podcast that's all about, like, people being wrongly convicted. And it's just, like, sometimes you listen to this stuff and you're like, how did anyone ever convict them? It makes no sense. Yeah, like the innocent people. But, well, you're not in the courtroom, so we never quite know, but... Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, um, so Holtz now knows that Angel has a soul. And apparently that makes things different. Yep. A vampire with a soul is not the same as a vampire without one. Who knew? No. No. (laughs) Um, But Ozzy Osbourne wants to know what the problem was, and he's like, no problem. It just... Makes things a little yeah, different. For a second, I got confused, and I'm like, for a second, I was really confused, going, Ozzy Osbourne's not in this episode, what? And then I remember that's what you call the team. <laughs> yes, because I don't know his actual name. Um, but apparently there's just, no problem. Just, just for everyone listening. Go ahead. Um, full disclosure, we haven't recorded in two weeks because uh, Marissa was on holidays and I had a wedding, and yeah, so don't mind me. <laughs> um, but yeah uh, apparently it makes it different he's going to go about getting Angel on his own different than he would if he didn't have a soul so yeah 
And Holtz probably doesn't know about the baby. Um, yeah. Angel ends up finding Darla. She's up at the Hollywood sign. Is that what we're supposed to think that is? Uh, no, she's just on a building. It's like oh. a, um, like a washing line behind her. So I don't think it's the Hollywood sign. Like, uh, does the Hollywood sign have a washing line? I don't, I don't know. I've never been to the Hollywood sign. Well, I don't think it does. It's just on top of a random building. Okay. But apparently you always did love a view is what he says. So that's why she's there. Um, and she's just like, I don't understand why anyone would want to bring a child into this world. This world sucks. Not wrong. Um, and she thinks the baby is evil, but Angel's like, bro, why is everyone planning on my son's future before he's even born? And she goes, I can't have this baby. And he goes, why? And she loves it. Which is very exciting. Yep. Yeah, but she's, she loves her baby. She calls it a he for the first time in this episode. I don't know if it's right here, but she's just basically saying that she can only love something because there's something with a soul inside of her. And once that thing leaves, she won't be able to love or remember how loving something feels. Mm. Which sucks. Mm. Um... So, we, the other AI people were in search of some place for Darla to have the baby. And they decide the host place is probably the best part for this, the best place for this to happen. Yeah. And he goes, here? She wants to have it here? Well, it's... One, safe, because there can be no violence inside a character. Well, if the shields are up, there can't be any violence in characters. So what's safer place to have the baby? Where if Dala was to have it and then go evil, she can't harm it. That was a good decision on their part. Um, he ends up firing yeah. the one dude because he was humming, so he knows that he's never going to finish on time. Fires him. Um, and he's like, all... Host is like, I'll just do it myself. I will put up all the, you know, security measures. It'll be fine. Um, Go wrong. Darla and Angel arrive. And she goes, you won't let me hurt it, will you? And Angel's not going to let that happen. So, uh, Fred and Gunn are helping to test out the uh, thing that Host is trying to put up by having Fred repeatedly smack Gunn to see if it works. Gun, like, why did he draw the short? Because it's gun, and it's adorable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we have the trans. We go back to uh, Wolfram and Hart, and the translator dude is like, "So this is interesting. There's actually not going to be a birth. There's going to be no birth, Hmm. only death." Lovely. What does that even mean? Was my question. Um. Yeah. Well, I hope you figured it out again. <laughs> I did, but I didn't know what it meant at that point. Um, we have flashback to 
Uh, Holt's having to kill his daughter because she's a vampire by throwing her out into the sun. And I think that's a fate worse yep. than death. Well, killing your child. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, we go back to Host's place, and he's really no good at following instructions and troubleshooting. But it's fine. Um, <laughs> I was worried that Darla was going to be hella pregnant forever because she stopped having contractions and she was bleeding. And so it was like she was having a really, really late term miscarriage. And mm. she's just like, I am going to lose this baby. In the meantime, the guy that got fired by hosts is selling him out to um, Holtz and Ozzy. He's like, I got mouths to feed and a family. Some of them have mouths, too. Okay. And he basically is a, a parrot. He records everything he hears and then can play it back verbatim. Yep. Yep. Not a bad talent. That's Frank. Kind of cool, actually. I like that. Um, so... Darla is basically what what happens is we find out we figure out that Darla cannot support this baby to term or to life because she doesn't have a soul. So she can't sustain him. Mm. But I'm pretty sure she's to term. But yeah, she's whatever. to term. Um. But basically, she's like, sometimes you only get half a miracle. But Angel's not having it. They're going to figure this out. They do run over the idea of having a C-section, but that's probably not going to work either. Um, but Gunn is trying to make sense of all of the nonsense. Because they're talking about the, fa the, um, the powers that be. Because they leave Darla in the room since the baby's heartbeat is getting very faint and everything. And he's just like, the powers that be wouldn't let this happen if it, if this child wasn't good. And, and Gunn's like, well, maybe that wasn't the powers that be. Maybe it's the powers that, that be killing the baby now because it is evil. Ooh, that's mean. He, I, he's making sense of all of this nonsense. Um, host ends up, uh, putting up the barrier that prevents, uh, all of the chaos and the violence. So that's good. He figured it out. Cause I think, I think, um, Cordy goes to hit gun or Wes and it doesn't let it happen. So that's good. Yeah. I was, I was going to be super sad if Darla lost the baby and I didn't expect to feel that way. Really? I didn't expect to be to feel sad for her. But even spoiler, I don't have baby. to feel sorry for her for long. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it, it made me more sad than I thought I would be. And maybe it's yeah. because Angel was so sad of, of the at the prospect of potentially losing his only child that he'll ever be able to have. Maybe that's more what it was than me yeah. being sad for Darla. Oh, no, I'm sad for Dala. <laughs> okay. Be, like, okay, that's fine. I'm sad. Um, 
it made me not hate her as much. So that's good. Um, so while Angel and Darla are having a little heart to heart in the bedroom, Host is like, we're all going to drink. I'm buying, except you own the place. So, okay. <laughs> um, and so Holtz comes in unbeknownst to anybody, but Host. And he's like, actually, we're not open. So you can come back tomorrow. Cause that's our grand opening. We'd be, we'd be happy to have you. He goes, Oh, okay. And turns around and walks out as he's singing the song that he had sang to his daughter, the lullaby <laughs> that he sang to his daughter before, like the night before he killed her. Um, and then Ho starts singing along and then he's like, oh shit, we all need to run because this is not good. Nope. So, um, a, I'm assuming it's a can full of gas. Uh, they bombed the place. <laughs> yeah, they bombed the place. Um, so explosions work, but we find out it's because it's outside and there's a whole thing. Since it's in the stairway, yeah. it wasn't actually inside, but it can, like, get into the... It's a whole thing. So, basically, Host has to uh, do another uh, insurance claim on his place. Yeah, I wonder whether the insurance company just goes, you're uninsurable. <laughs> Yeah, this is probably when they would pull their uh, coverage and be like, I can't, we can't do this again. Um, <laughs> so they start trying to bust down the wall that's in uh, Host's bedroom to get out of there. Because this is not, we can't stay here because it's all on fire. Um, and we're knocking things down. They get outside, and Darla cannot walk, and Angel cannot carry her. And he goes, go get my car. It's out front. And Fred, staying with them is 100% why she's the best. She's willing to stay in the alley with her knight in shining armor and his knocked up vampire mom slash girlfriend slash granddaughter. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's getting more mess, more and more messed up. <laughs> well, it gets less messy. Don't worry. Um, so basically, she just goes, "Our baby's gonna die here in this alley. You died in an alley. I should probably mm -hmm. apologize for killing you, but I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> okay, Darla. Can't be too nice. Uh huh. Um. And she just goes, we caused so much destruction and so much pain. We can't make up for any of that. And this is the powers punishing us for that by having our baby die. And she goes, Angel, this child is the one good thing we ever did together. True. That is completely 100% truths. And she goes, um... I just, I just love Fred in this scene. She's just, she's so supportive. I love it. And then, he, and then, and then Darla goes, you'll tell him that, won't you? And then stakes herself. Yep. What? And the baby is just on the ground. Yep. Completely fine. Completely naked. Yep. 
Just, yeah. Well, I, I thought it was kind of weird. I was like, they can show Well, that. the That's baby's weird. not a vampire. Well, no, the whole naked thing. Thought the naked well, thing. Well, yeah, weird. he's just been born. I know, but they they could have, like, not shown his penis. That's all I'm saying. They could have, like, had a different angle. Yeah. It was weird. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, this is actually kind of funny. Um, as that scene was happening, I got a text. I looked out my phone. I look up, and it's just his, like, ball sack to see there. I'm like, baby balls, baby balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then it moved on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so the fact that the, 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 the scrolls said there will be no birth, only death is actually a thing. The baby wasn't born. Darla died to save it. Yep. Did not see that coming. Yep. (laughs) So then Holtz comes out and he's holding a crossbow as Angel is holding his son in his arms and he just looks at him. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 please don't kill him. This is not okay. I can't, I can't deal. But he puts down his crossbow and lets Angel go. Ozzy's not about it. He's like, why are you just letting him go? You said you would show no mercy. He goes, I did swear I would show no mercy and I won't. And I don't know what that means. I don't know, but it's your name with dun, dun, dun. Yes, and uh, AI drives away with baby in tow, and that's it. Wow. Yep. Mind blown. That was a pretty big episode. It was amazing. Did you cry? I did not. I I still have not gotten tears out of you. I will get tears before the end of all this. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, the only um, piece of trivia that I really like and want to give, and I don't really like it, but the alley where Dala gives birth to the baby, um, the cast called it Piss Alley because no matter what they did, it always smells of urine. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That blows. (laughs) Poor actors. Having said that, I don't feel that much sympathy. It's just like, yeah, it happens. You're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Um, You're fine. Uh, probably not Probably not that much. This is, what, the early 2000s TV actors were probably only paid, like, a living wage. Maybe a bit more. Who knows? More than I make. Who knows? Probably. But you make, you make a living wage. I do. Um, so, what did we rate this episode? Oh, everyone's going to be so, so surprised. Maybe not. Um, this episode got a 10 from me. Woo, yay! It was, it was um, so good, and I loved it. Yeah, it's a 10 from me as well. This is pretty darn good. It's got great emotion, great twists, great turns. Mm-hmm. Um, your favorite moment my favorite moment i think it's i don't know if favorite is the word i would use but when darla stakes herself to uh save the baby this is pretty epic yeah yeah i was gonna that's the moment i'd pick as my favorite like it's the best moment of the show of the show of the um episode 
Um, oh, I forgot to give you international titles, didn't oh, I? Sorry. It's okay. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> interlude for international titles, Angel's Son and Lullaby for a Love. Um, who just gave it away? <laughs> the French. <laughs> of course they did. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, and so your character shout out. Darla. Yeah, Darla for her sacrifice and for loving her baby and all those beautiful moments. Bye again, Darla. Bye forever. Bye. <laughs> Do you think she'll come back? No. No. <laughs> uh, so, next episode is called Dad. Angel's going to have to figure out how to be a father to this child while trying to keep those uh, baby worshippers away. There you go. <laughs> have That's to it. be like a legit dad, not just a vampire dad. Yes, a legit father. <laughs> <laughs> well that was an easy prediction to make um so uh i will be in the states when this episode drops uh marissa and i have spoken about recording while i'm there uh we're not going to make promises i might be just having way too much fun and not want to be sat down in front of a microphone um having said that if marissa is very very eager to see the next episodes yes. we can negotiate recording okay. having said that you can go watch them right now if you want to Ooh. no one's stopping you <laughs> i'm certainly not stopping you i know you're not. um <laughs> so yeah we'll see what happens in relation to new episodes um over the next few weeks um but in the meantime if you want to get in contact with us and if you really want to do a law of the rings podcast with me the email address is mmpodcastnetwork@gmail.com you can always visit us on facebook mmpodcastnetwork or our website mmpodcastnetwork.com if you want to tweet at us we are at mmpnetwork and i personally personally am personally at Mel- <laughs> personally <laughs> great way to say words um marissa where can people find you and tweet you about how much they um love spike and are sad about dala and all the other cool things all the things that they want to do except tell me that fred's terrible um they can do that at rissaru 312 on twitter they can also find me on instagram at the same um they should rate can and review. they tell you that can they tell you that Willow is terrible? Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Anyways, where should they rate and review us? Uh, on iTunes. Probably be a good idea to do that. Um, because we love having your ego stroked. And until next time, we will slay you later. <laughs>